Welcome to Masters of Self University Podcast, your highest source of sacred truths and universal wisdom. Hello, beautiful souls. I'm Rachel Fiore, mystic, spiritual teacher, psychic healer, and founder of Masters of Self University. Join our journey of soul transformation as we deep dive into this latest episode. everyone and welcome to another episode of masters of self university podcast i'm your host ellie lee and i'm your host danny morley and today we're going to be talking about detaching from our shadow self so ellie what's been going on with you recently you've been attached to that shadow (laughs) yes you could say that um you know something that i'm really learning on my journey is that uh, i am going to have a long journey because there's so much pain uh, that I have that I really, it's going to take time for me to process and really go into. And it's so funny. I feel like every time we're about to record a podcast, I'm like fresh off something. Right. So it's, it's, it's all the time. Okay. But, um, I just got off a hike with our dog and I had a huge, um, realization hit me and I really want to go into how I have been super attached to my shadow self. I think I've, I've spoken a lot on, um, how my shadow self is a part of me and how like, that's me because I've identified myself to my shadow. And I have thought because I, I don't remember a time where I have not been sad. And, you know, when you and I speak a lot, you know, you talk about these moments in your life where you were like really free and like, you were really happy and like, you were just loving life. And every time you talk about that, It's like this radio silence from me because I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like I, there, sure. Have I had moments of like happiness or joy and like, oh my God, life is so great. Absolutely. Yes. But they are not long periods of time at all. You know, I have a major program that plays like that. Every time I feel any inch of freedom or uh, any kind of joy, I have this little voice in my head that goes, yeah, but you know, it's not going to last, right? Mm. Yeah, but you know, this isn't actually real, right? You know that behind this is just a bunch of sadness. It's just a bunch of depression. And you're just going to get back into the dark cloud as soon as this momentary experience is over. And as soon as that voice starts to play, I'm, I'm done. I'm like, oh yeah, the happiness isn't real. This isn't actually what life is. What life actually is, is just supreme lowness. And that's what I have always felt. I'm 35 right now. So I've been like this for 35 years. And so on my healing journey, when I began it, because I've been so attached to the pain, Mm. I just thought that was me. Oh yeah. I'm just, I'm just a sad person. I'm just a depressed person. I'm just always anxious all the time. I always just feel low. And it wasn't until a live class recently with Rachel and you and her were discussing the shadow self. Where like, I know that the truth of who I am is unconditional. It is divine light, right? It's one thing to conceptually know that. And then it's another thing to realize that that means everything that I think I am is not who I am. Mm -hmm. So that was like a mind blowing moment. Even though I knew that conceptually, it didn't hit me in my heart until that moment where I was like, oh, I think that I am all these things and I am not all these things. So the, the question becomes, why have I become so attached to all of these things? 
And I would, you know, I'd love to go deeper into how that's really shown itself in the past few weeks for me, but that was a big one. And it was thanks to you and Rachel's conversation about being attached to the shadow self where I really saw that. Yeah. So anyone listening, the coaches at MSU meet up with Rachel Fiore, our CEO, bi-weekly. It's a subscription and you can, anyone can come join and there's live classes and you can ask live questions to the coaches and Rachel. So if anyone's listening to this and is interested because we cover in depth topics like this, we go in really deep and it gives all of our community a chance to actually interact with all of the coaches and, and Rachel. So yeah, let's, let's talk about what we were talking about in that class, which is energetic detachment. And we, we grow up thinking we are, we build this identity, right. Of thinking what we are is this pain because we're constantly viewing our life through this lens of unworthiness or fear or whatever it may be, inadequacy, inferiority. And we, it's super common. I think most people are very attached to this identity that we are that thing. I got attached to a long, um, to this idea that I was broken and I was depressed and I was anxious and you can always tell when someone uses the statements like, oh, I am depressed because that I am statement is the attachment that we're putting on to the experience that our human self is having. So whether that be depression or feeling unworthy, we tend to, when we're young, we latch onto these things because they're here to help us survive because we learned, oh, in this situation, when I'm encountered with this thing, if I feel this way, I'm going to be okay and I'll survive. But ultimately that keeps us very disconnected from our true essence, which is what you were speaking of, right? And it's not till we get to a point of our own awareness when we can start to detach from all of this fear and this noise and this pain and this chaos that occurs within our mind. Can we actually start tapping into our hearts and connecting to our divinity? And in that place, that's where all the magic happens. Yeah. But it's a, it's a journey to even really feel that in the heart. You know, when I trace back, I think that this started obviously in the womb for me. You know, my mother didn't have an easy pregnancy with me. She was going through a lot of things in her life. And I think I entered earth just feeling very overwhelmed and feeling very alone already and in fear and anxiety and stress, whatever your mother is carrying when she's um, incubating you for nine months. Um, you absorb it, of course, because you are one. And I just remember always being a kid and like even driving in the car. And I think living in New Jersey, I, the area that I grew up in, I never really saw nature. All I saw was like concrete and highways. Mm. And so I felt super, I felt a lot of sadness in my home. And then I absorbed all that. And I was really sensitive. I was really emotional. Then I would go out into my environment and everything always just felt sad. Like literally it's 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 really sad and i'm gonna use the word sad a lot because that's really the word that i've attached to but nothing ever felt happy to me i couldn't find spark in in this existence at all and so i think that i have attached to all of that but also um when i got on antidepressants at 16 i also attached to these things 
that were supposed to make me better. So then it created mm -hmm. all these programs of powerlessness and weakness. Like I can't even be on my own. Like it's not safe for me to be with be myself, which was very emotional, which was very sensitive. Like I was, I, I was crying all the time. Like I, I really believed that something was wrong with me and then being dismissed and no one ever really sitting down and speaking with me, like no therapist, no psych, no psychiatrist, let alone my parents. I learned not to trust myself. And I learned that who I was, wasn't okay. And that there's something wrong with me. And so even being attached to these antidepressants really um, emphasized uh, that I was broken, that there was severely something that was wrong with me. And so I'm realizing now that I'm off of them, it's been five weeks. It's been a pretty intense five weeks. I've had a lot of nightmares. I just like cannot sleep anymore because I know that everything is really being pulled out of my subconscious for me to see and feel. And all of it is fear, like just so much fear, fear of self, fear of the world, fear of life, everything that's been really intensely coming up. And I've been attached to um, all of these programs of I'm really weak. I can't do anything on my own. Um, I'm I'm severely depressed. So I need these things to rely on. I need these things to get by. And it's been so brainwashed and ingrained into me that I don't know who I am off of these things. And even when I wasn't on these things, I didn't know who I was aside from the depression. So in reality, I have no idea who I really am. And that's what the last five weeks has really shown me is like, mm -hmm. yes, I'm starting over at a different level than I was you know, when I had my awakening back in 2019, but I'm really starting at ground zero again of feeling everything that's within me for the first time. And I have felt emotions that I, I haven't felt since I've been young, you know, and like the same fears that I used to feel when I was young are now coming up again. And I know that I'm in a place where like, I have all the tools, thank God for master self <laughs> I really, I don't, I would probably have never gotten off them because I really thought something was wrong with me. And I, there was no way that I was ever strong enough to face my fear because I, I didn't know who I was. And even now, as I'm walking down this path, I'm only discovering like a centimeter by centimeter of who I truly am. And that is really starting to, it's only coming because I'm energetically detached from my, my shadow self, but that's going to take a minute because I have 35 years of being attached. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, we really buy into this idea that we are, that the shadow is part of us. And there is an, an essence that we have to understand that, yeah, it is part of us because we're choosing to hold on to this part of us. It's not the real us. So that shadow aspect of us that's coming through and we're having this experience of projecting our shadow onto others by causing harm and hate and judgment. And obviously these are things that we do to ourselves, but unconsciously and we don't realize it. And we don't need to keep hold of it. And it sounds like you're finally arriving at this place where you've realized this whole time you have all these programs of unworthiness, of feeling like you're broken, there's something wrong with me. And you're getting to a, a space where you can see clearly now, these are programs that I'm just running. 
and the real me is underneath that. And I get to heal these programs and let the real me shine through. Because we think we even attach, you know, we think we're our thoughts, we think we're our mind, but we're not. We're the awareness that observes all this thing, all these things. We think we're our body, and we are in some capacity. Because, you know, I always think about our human body as the soul incarnated. It's a physical representation of the energy that's coming down from above. But then it gets filtered through all of these shadow aspects, these shadow parts of us that we've accumulated and held on to keep us safe. And now you're finally at this place of holding those up and saying, this isn't me. And so now in seeing these parts of you, what have you done with them? You know, seeing them, uh, I have so much, I have a program of resistance of wanting to really feel. And now that I'm much more aware of them doesn't mean that overnight I'm all of a sudden healed and like, I see the programs and like, I'm good now because I've, um, associated myself so deeply with um, these parts of my shadow, there's even like a grieving. Mm -hmm. It was making me emotional. Beautiful. I think that I'm grieving, you know, this part of me that I thought was me the whole time. Mm because I don't know what it's like to be really connected to my divine self. I don't know what it's like to trust myself. I don't know who I am without all of these things. And so as the programs come and I'm identifying them, even when I go in, I have this other program that plays in just complete overwhelm. You know, I just feel so overwhelmed. And I think that there's a part of me that doesn't want to really see it. Because in seeing it means that I have to completely dissolve it. And there's a fear of not knowing what's on the other side, you know, which is beautiful for me to be aware of. But also, um, it's really hard to feel all this pain when all my life, all I have, I felt is pain. And so, like, there's this part of me that just doesn't want to do any of this. Because it would just mean that I have to feel the depths of what's really underneath here and why I have attached so hardcore to my shadow self. And every time I go in and I feel this overwhelm, like you see me sometimes, like I really get lost. And that's all I know. All I know is to get lost. All I know is to go into the void and just free fall. And then when I come out of it, I'm like, oh, this is my reality. This is just my life. You know, that's what plays out of like, this is what I know. This is who I am. And that's it. And now I'm at a place where I'm like, oh, this is not the truth of who I am at all. But these energies are here for me to just love and embrace. And all I've ever done was antidepressant, depress it away, um, smoke it away. Um, I would do anything and everything not to feel it, but it's always there. And now I'm in a place where um, I just went on a hike with our dog. And every time I go in, I drop into my heart, I just feel sad. And the sadness just, oh, it's like the theme of my life. 
it's like on the outside I could be laughing and happy and I think a lot of people think that like I'm just like kind of spunky and like happy but what they don't know is underneath everything every moment it's just this deep sadness and has been here with me all of my life. And now I'm just being so aware of it that what it's asking of me is, can you just feel me? Because mm. I think that, you know, I grew up uh, like with a mom who was very wounded and I really took that on. I really blamed myself. I really disconnected from my divine self to survive. I had to do whatever I had to do to get by. And I have tried, even though the sadness has always been there, I've just hated it so much. I've hated it so much. And now I'm in this place where I just have to feel every inch of the sadness. I think on this path, right, all we want so much, we have these programs of like, gotta fix it, gotta heal, gotta get to the next place, like gotta, gotta level up, gotta elevate, gotta ascend. And I'm in this place where I'm like, no, there are so many inner children inside of me that show up that are just asking for me to feel the sadness because I just don't want to feel it. Because it's hard and it's painful, right? Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. It's Even difficult. Even though it's all I've ever known. It is really difficult to feel all of it. And I realize, like, I want to do so much work to prove myself on the outside. Like, look at me. I'm healed. I'm doing it. When in reality, what I need to do is take a step back and just love me as I process that every single day of my life I was sad. And I need to process all of that because I have literally, literally done everything to cover that up. Like I have so many masks that I've put on, like I'm happy, I'm this, I'm loving life. And in reality, like that wasn't the truth. And even now, you know, like I know that like I have this beautiful life and all of these things, but why is it from day till night? All I'm trying to do is get by. And I realize that's what I've just been trying to do my whole life is I'm just trying to get by to get to the end. And that's not, I don't want to be on my deathbed one day being like, all right, well, just did that and just skipped enjoying what it means to be human because I was so, I was running so many programs and I was just entrenched in this depression. Like, that's not how I want to live. And so mm -hmm. like my goal now is like every day, Ellie, you're number one process what is here so that there's going to be a day one day where you're going to wake up and you're just going to be so present and that dark cloud that's followed you is not going to be there anymore and even if it does show up you know what to do and i'm going to be i'm not there yet that's okay yeah yeah it sounds like i mean what you were saying is like textbook survival program like you're just trying to survive. It's like you got the duck on the surface, looks super calm, but underneath it's just like paddling. And we use so much energy to hold ourselves up, to hold up these masks, these false facades of who we think we need to be to look strong and to look tough to society, to look happy, 
to be cool, to fit in, to be accepted, to be seen, whatever it is, we use so much energy to hold that part of us up because that's what we learned we're supposed to do. We learn this from society. We learn this from our parents. We learn this ourselves through our own experience when we're kids. And then when can we have this moment of just coming back to ourselves and realize that energy that I'm using to hold myself up and just survive and paddle, paddle, paddle underneath, I can just direct it towards myself and give myself the love and attention and that nurture that I need right now. Because that's what she's asking for, right? That inner child. Mm -hmm. She just needs and attention. I was dismissed so much as a child, you know, why am I so sad, mom? And like, why am I this way? And why can I feel things that it seems like no one else is feeling? And I wasn't nurtured and I wasn't loved. And, you know, these past few days, like when my inner child shows up and she's asking for me, I think all she ever wanted to hear was, it's going to be okay. I'm right here. It's going to be okay. It's okay for you to feel those things. And I think that's why it gets me so emotional when you, when I come to you and I'm crying and you go, it's okay to feel this. And it's like, oh, I never heard that before. That it's okay for me to feel what I feel. That there's nothing wrong with me. That I just need to be present with what is here. And what is here is just this deep sadness. That's all I can describe it as. It's like everything in my life has like this gray overtone over it. You know, like I can't see the light because I've been so disconnected from mine for so long. And now that I'm really understanding the truth of who I am, I had to forget. I had to detach. I had to disconnect for me to survive. And I think mm -hmm. so many of us do that. And now yeah. on this journey, like all I need to do is love me and connect back to the truth of who I am. Because when I do that, then all of a sudden you realize these programs really have no chance to mm. keep going. And the only reason they are as strong as they are is because, well, I fed them. I feed them three times, three meals a day, you know, make sure they get sleep, you know, make sure they're clothed. Like they have been at the forefront of my life. Mm. And now I'm in a place where I'm like, no, you take a back seat because I can't live this life with you driving anymore. Beautiful. Um, so many things that I want to go into from everything that you said. So beautiful. Um, let's start with, it sounds like you are really honoring your pain. You know, we go through this process as coaches and we learn how to heal ourselves and how to give that gift to another and teach people the same process. And with that, there comes a, a lot of need to find the, which is always our goal is to find the root cause of what pain is showing up. And something, a period that I had to move through um, last year was just when I was dropping in, it wasn't about finding out anything. Yeah. It was yep. just feeling the pain that is within our hearts. And it's that simple. 
and our minds always want to take over and find the reason and find the exact program and find out this and find out that. But sometimes all that our inner child is asking, all that we have to do, all our soul is requiring is to just stop, slow down and just be present and feel. Because my mind has been trying to figure things out when it comes to my pain. Like the last few weeks, I'm like, I drop in and I'm like feeling so overwhelmed. And I'm like, I'm trying to figure out what's the core and what's, and that's the way it works, right? These programs don't want you mm-hmm. to feel what's actually here. So they sabotage you into thinking that you need to figure it out. If you don't figure it out, well, you're a loser. You know, that's the programs from here is like, you suck. You don't know what you're doing. You're not good at this work, all of these things. And I had to go through that to be in this place where I'm like, oh, as I, the other day I got super triggered and I went into my room and I'm dropping in and I'm like, all right, what's the core wound? How old do I, like, I was doing all of these things and I wasn't getting anywhere. And then I got out of the room and then you spoke to me and told me something and it triggered the exact wound of what I just went through. So I literally looked at you. I was like, love the story. I'm Going super back activated right now. And I went into the room and as soon as I dropped in, I understood. I just need to cry right now. I feel so sad and I keep trying to not feel this mm-hmm. because I don't want to feel how painful it is. And I think I sat in the room for like an hour and I'm sure you heard me and I Mm -hmm. just cried. Like one of those cries where you're like, (laughs) and just feeling and just being in an open heart and feeling that and not shaming myself for it. Like literally just being there. I could feel love within me as I just, I just wept, wept Mm -hmm. for like the little me that would, could not cry. Like even crying wasn't welcome in my home. You know, it was, there was always someone telling me like, why are you crying? Or you shouldn't be crying or stop crying. Crying for that little girl who just Mm. needs me to be there in just my open heart and letting her know, like, all I'm here, all I'm here to do is just be with you as you cry. I don't care if this takes a year. It doesn't matter. I'm here for you to process all of this. And it's okay to feel what you feel. And just saying that to my inner child brings so much out of me because I'm really learning how to become emotionally safe within myself. You know, the way of trust, one of the universal ways of oneness is trust comes from emotional safety. And all I've ever known is can't trust the world, can't trust my goddamn parents, can't trust anybody around me. So I'm definitely not going to trust myself. And so I, I don't, I realize now in my journey too, the only reason I got by all of this time was because of the work that I'm doing right now is like my higher self is guiding and is there for all of these ages where I had to experience all of these things. That's the only reason like I'm surviving, right. Or I got through is because I'm doing this work now of going in because if the past, present and future all exist at the same time, the work that I'm doing for my two-year-old, for my four-year-old, for my eight-year-old, it's all happening now. Mm-hmm. And I realize, like, I'm just here for you to cry and to process everything that is in there. And you've done a really good job of getting through. 
And now you don't need to just survive anymore. You can just feel all of this and I'm right here with you. And that in itself is a game changer. And to remember the power within as I do all of this, like really remember the truth of who I am and reminding her like all that sadness is not you. It's not you. And she's powerful enough now to want to feel that, right? You're at this place where you want to feel the sadness because you're ready. And for anyone listening right now, they might be listening to be like, I'm not ready. That is okay. No one is forcing you. We're not here to ever force ourselves or force our inner child to feel anything that they're not ready to feel. That's not how this work works. There is no forcing. We just learn to energetically open ourselves to allow that child, that inner part of you, the space to step in and feel it too. And we're just role modeling. We're role modeling right now in this very moment what it is that they needed back then at two, four, six, however years old. Yeah. Because we're understanding what it means to love, just to be present and nurture and validate our own pain. And then when we do that, it removes the block to the light, right? And there's another part of this work that we really incorporate, you know, not getting lost in our shadow and bringing in the, the light energy. So let's just talk for a minute about, if you'd be willing, about you getting lost in your shadow and yeah. how attack how this like this attachment to your programs i know we are, we've already sp spoke about it but let's go a little deeper yeah um it happens with certain triggers where i feel like i'm going crazy i feel mm -hmm. like i'm insane it feels like I've just been pushed off the ledge into a dark, a dark hole and there's no tether, there's no rope, there's nothing. And I've been expressing this to you, but when I'm in there, I just want to hurt myself. And this is something that I used to do um, in various ways growing up. There was a year mm -hmm. where I really did cutting. There was another year where I was like extremely bulimic. And it's always like I'm, I want to feel pain because it, it almost feels like it's bursting out of me and I'm losing control. Like there's no breaks, there's nothing. I'm just completely lost. And it, you know, I think it happened last night with you when you were, I was like triggered by something and I started like really messing with my forehead. Like I kept like putting my fingers into my forehead mm. and I think you could just see me getting lost in all of my stuff and in, in all of my programs. And then I have all of this, my mind starts telling you, telling me like, you're never going to get healed. Nothing's ever going to work. Nobody understands you. You're, you're too fucked up. Like all of this stuff. And it wasn't until like, I finally, like I really called in the divine masculine to just steady myself. And then I got to the pain and then I was able to really cry and calm down. But the getting lost in the void has been a thing that I've done my whole entire life. And then wanting to hurt myself so that I can somehow physically feel what emotionally is going on within me. Yeah, because that energy has to come out somehow. And so we see this a lot in our behaviors. You know, when I was a teen, I would get drunk and get angry and punch a wall. 
you know, and that punching the wall, it's just a manifestation of the pain that I was feeling on the inside. So when I could see you there, like doing this, I could, I know exactly where you were at because I've been there, like that mind spinning around, just being trapped there and that feeling of being in that like chaos and feeling lost and not knowing where the cliff edge is and if you're going to fall and if I do fall, what's going to happen and am I going crazy and all of the craziness that comes from like that just being trapped in the mind and the work that we teach at MSU is how to get from the mind and drop into our heart. Yeah. As Rachel says, because thinking ruins everything. Yep. And it's, I know that I'm really, my soul came here to really integrate this work, like to be this work. And all of our journeys look different. The way we're going to walk it is going to be complete. Me and Danny's journey are complete, completely different. And I'm just, this is where I'm at. Yeah. Where I am seeing all the programs. And my job is to just drop into my heart because as soon as I get out of my mind and I drop in, I know exactly what's going on. You know, when, but this whole, these past few weeks, I've been trying to figure it out every time I get triggered and I go nowhere. And it's like, well, why aren't you going nowhere, Ellie? Because you're so trapped in mind. And the moment I get out of my mind and I go into my heart, the answer always shows up. And as soon as sadness just came up, I was like, that's what it is. As soon as I got out of my mind and I connected, I was like, that's what we need to feel right now. That's mm-hmm. where you are. Honor the pain, Ellie. Yeah, I don't care how you get there, but if everyone could learn the skill of getting out of their mind and getting into their heart, we would live in a vastly different society. Yeah. Our whole world, our humanity, our oceans, our forests, our lands, our food system, our governments, everything would transform. Because all of a sudden we wouldn't be living by the realms of fear, but we would be living from an empowered place. And we'd be able to process those deeper emotions of shame, of guilt, of unworthiness, of inadequacy. And that's where all the magic happens. So wherever you find that, wherever you can learn that skill, I'd just do it. Yeah. Um, but that is why, as Ellie mentioned, all of our journeys here, the way these programs develop in us, they're all super unique. Yeah. And that's why as, as coaches in this work, that's, that's what we offer is to help people walk that path and, and figure it out. The last thing I'd like to get to is you mentioned earlier about hate. And this is something that, you know, I do to myself, I've seen you do to yourself and these programs come up, the frustration arrives, and then we end up hating ourselves for the very thing. Mine was like shame this last week. I was shaming myself for making certain decisions and shaming myself for not being responsible and eventually hating myself because of it. Yeah hating myself because I'm not more emotionally mature because I keep making these same mistakes over and over again. And while we're in that energy of hate, we are energetically attaching to the very thing that we're trying to get rid of. So for me, it was shame and I was hating myself. 
I was shaming myself. I was hating myself for not being responsible, for not being the way I was, uh, the way that I wanted to be was showing up in terms of my diet. Mm -hmm. And the more that I hate myself for that, the more that I'm attaching right. to the shame and the very thing that I'm just, I'm trying to get, I don't want, if I hate something, I'm saying, I don't like this part of me, mm. but the way to evolve out of that is not to hate it, it's to love it. Mm -hmm. Because once we love it, we can transform it. We can accept it for what it is. We can embrace that part of us. But when we're hating it, it's a form of resistance mm -hmm. and we're still attaching to it. So what was it that you were hating within yourself? I just hate, I really hate feeling the way that I do all the time. I've hated it forever. And every time it's there, I'm like, why are you like this? Like be normal, like just be happy. And it's completely denying that this energy is here, that this aspect of my shadow is showing itself to me. And now I'm in a place where I'm like, let me do the opposite. I'm here to love you because hating you has only made me hate me and my life. And that's got me nowhere. So what happens if I love it? And that's where the power is. That's where the power is. Um, when you're in that energy of hate, can you feel the attachment, the energetic oh, yeah. attachment? Oh yeah. I'm like, oh, here it is. Here's me. Here's me shitting on myself, hating on myself, bringing myself down, shaming myself, guilt tripping myself. Here I go. And it's like, Ellie, it's not you. It's what your shadow self has done for a long time. So let's just open your heart. And can we feel all of this instead of pushing it away, instead of denying it? And doing that is like, ugh, I can't even explain to you what it feels like. It's next level. It's next level. Because for anyone listening, think about it. If you're hating a part of you, like shame or sadness in Ellie's case, that's an identification that that is you. So right. when we're able to arrive at a place of embracing this part of us, but not from a place of embracing it with attachment, but embracing it for what it is, oh, here is a program of shame. Here is a program of sadness. Embrace that in our heart. It creates this spaciousness for us to start the process of internal alchemy, which is what we teach. Yeah, because it's, it's like when you tap into that power, you are powerful enough to feel this now, which means you are powerful enough in your open heart to transform it. And that's what gets me excited is every time I bring love to it, I'm like, oh, you're just getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller, which means mm -hmm. you're not going to rule my life anymore, which means I'm well on my way to emotional freedom. And the programs themselves, you know, they keep us really trapped in this attachment, this idea that this is who we are. I am depressed. I am anxious. I am sadness. You know, you mentioned earlier that gray cloud, and I know that gray cloud all too well. Yeah. But it didn't haunt me my whole life. Yeah, it haunted mine. 
I can still even, I can, like, this morning I woke up, I was like, oh, you're here. You're always here. And it, the only time I don't feel it, really, is, like, every time I drop in. And, and trust me, like, the grayness isn't as gray as it was a year ago. Still there, for sure. But I know that every time, like, I just drop in and spend time with myself, like, where I'm headed is is going to be, is already beautiful. Mm. Because now I'm just embracing all of it. All of it. Let it be here. It's okay. Awesome. Well, on that note, if you're interested in working with Elia and myself or any of our amazing coaches, please visit mastersofselfuniversity.com. We're here to really bring a change to the world, to teach people how to really open themselves and process their pain to master their minds and really transform their lives. So thank you for listening. Please keep, keep watching. And if this really resonated with you and you know, someone who is really attached to their shadow aspects, share this with them, share this wisdom, share this knowledge. It needs to get out there to the world so we can unite and heal and become one and fulfill our destiny as a humanity. I say that with no, like no light. I'm not trying to mess around. We've got to do this. And it starts with the work that we do within ourselves. So Ellie, thank you so much for your vulnerability in this podcast. You were so beautiful and raw and I'm honored to share this space with you and everyone else that has spent this time to listen. So thank you. Thank you all. Subscribe, share, comment, whatever you want to do. We just love you. Uh, We are doing the best for ourselves, which is be the light that you want to see in the world. Thank you. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.